All right, uh, this week uh, in his home state of South Carolina, in the beautiful city of Charleston, uh, South Carolina, and it was beautiful up to a couple of days ago, I'm joined by Michael Graham. Must be very sad for you being a South Carolinian. It is. I mean, obviously it's sad for everybody in America. And before, before we start this, George, you know, I want to say something because I've, ever since it happened, uh, condolences to the people of Ireland over the incident in Berkeley, uh, the death of the Irish. I can't tell you, you know, George, I have this very ancillary connection to Ireland thanks to you and News Talk. And the number of people I've had at work in my neighborhood, emails, people saying, please be sure to tell George, everybody, how sorry we are that this happened. And, and the, the people of America truly do love the Irish at a gut fundamental level. And we, you know, obviously bad things happen. We're about to talk about one here. Um, but, you know, they happen all the time. I've never seen an incident where there was so much natural uh, sorrow just going out to people over the, you know, because of the tragic death and an accident like we saw in Berkeley, California. Yeah, uh, Michael, that's very generous of you. Thanks very much, particularly at a time when, when your state has had its tragedy. Uh, I mean, well, I don't it, want to call it a tragedy. I think that's not fair. A tragedy is when a, a balcony collapses and young people okay. die. And what do you call this? This is an act, you know, this is an evil act. This is an act of terror. This guy wanted to be, he was a wannabe. Based on what we know, and the Scottish told us that we could find out more stuff about drugs and mental illness later on, but based on his statements, he wanted to be a white supremacist terrorist. And the idea that he would enter this church, this beautiful church right in the heart of Charleston. Charleston's called the Holy City because of the number of steeples and spires you can see when you approach it from the water. Uh, and so there are churches everywhere. One of the prominent steeples is at this church built by black Americans at a time when uh, the South was segregated. They built their own church because they wanted to show that we can have as beautiful a church as anyone else. To walk into that church with having a small Bible study, sit literally next to the pastor that he's going to kill, sit there for between 30 minutes and an hour based on different media reports, and then tell them, I have to kill you, and then slowly and methodically murder them around the room. The only people he left were one woman he said, I want you to live so you can say what happened. And then there was another woman that he, uh, that he missed because she laid on the ground and pretended to be dead. And she literally was lying in her own son's blood at the time that she did that. It's just a horrific, beyond imagination crime. And that's what this was, a crime and an act of terror. Uh, yeah, I mean, awful. But... Uh, as President Obama said, you're the only civilized nation on Earth where mass killings occur. Yeah, because he's never heard of Charlie Hebdo. He's also not familiar with the nation of Norway, where the worst mass killing in the modern era occurred. And we can go on and on through the list, and there's no reason to. You know, President Obama has his political agenda. I get that. Uh, people who support the Second Amendment, like I do, we have our political agenda. I get that. But I don't. This is not the time for it, I would argue, particularly having spent last night at Emmanuel AME Church and talked to people uh, holding vigils outside and talked to parishioners. None of them were talking about American gun laws, Second Amendment. That was not on their hearts or minds at all. But doesn't it, Michael? I don't want to intrude in the grief of you because this is your home state, but... doesn't it make people question your gun laws? Well, I mean, the questions are always there. They, they exist, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the problem in a case like this is the only law that would have stopped this from happening would have been to make it illegal for any 
citizen to own a gun. And you know, George, not even President Obama is proposing that or anything even close to that. And all of the restrictions that are talking that have been proposed would have had no impact on this. This was a 21-year-old guy who had never been convicted of a felony. He was, uh, he had been arrested, so he was in the court system. He'd never been convicted of a felony. He had no known mental issues. He'd never been hospitalized or treated. And he was 21 years old, and he had money that he was given on his birthday, and he went out and bought a handgun with it. And, you know, I, I know that in uh, you know Ireland that the whole notion of that is insane, but you know that that notion is uh, commonplace here in the United States, and so you have to have a draconian change in the laws. And no one's talking about it in the wake of this. Um, but what's more interesting to me is that there is something right up front that people are trying to avoid, and that is the, the racial aspect of this. And this guy, I'm not... I get frustrated when people say, oh, that conversation you were having about X caused Y to do something. You know, we, a few weeks ago, George, you saw the story of the crazy guy in New York who took a hammer and started attacking police officers. And, and supporters of the police were quick to say, well, you're bashing the cops. And that's why this you know, insane guy, he didn't know any better, and he heard all your cop bashing, and he did this attack. No, it's not the fault of people having legitimate conversation that crazy people do crazy things. And the same thing here. Uh, the, the people who want to see the cops change, the people in the Black Lives Matter movement, are now saying, stop, you know, this is what, when, you, when you let the cops do this to a young black man, when you don't change your policies, you cause this murder to happen. Well, I don't buy that either, even though I agree with what they want to accomplish. I, 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 it, that, that, this is, the, to me, the more front and center All right. uh, issue raised by this crime. I, I know you don't like President Obama, so would you be happy having Donald Trump as president? <laughs> I've made a rule on my show in America, George. I do not talk about Donald Trump as a presidential candidate under any circumstances. He's not going to be the nominee. He hasn't even officially formally filed the paperwork yet, which I find interesting because he's threatened to run in the past. He's a reality show joke. I mean, you guys have your reality show. This is, here's, here's what you need to do. Take Donald Trump, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Nancy Grace, and a few other people, put them on an island covered with cameras, sail away, and then never turn on the cameras. And just leave them there thinking that they're on a reality show for the rest of their lives. That's what you do with a joke like Donald Trump. Now, um, we are of different faiths. Um, I, I don't know where the Pope ranks in, in your kind of thinking, <laughs> but uh, do you, uh, you'd be pretty upset at the Pope because, of course, he's a climate change uh, guy. Well, I'm not upset with the Pope. I mean, this is the Pope. I mean, he's a you know borderline Marxist. He's part of the you know liberation theology movement. He has very far left views. That's fine. There are a lot of people in the world like that. I'm just I just love, and I'm sure the devout Catholics listening love the same media people who bash the Catholic Church and bash the Pope on issues like abortion and life and contraception. Now suddenly turning around and saying he's an expert on science. Oh, really? Well, good. I'll have him mail you his science manual on uh, abortion, and you can uh, stop legalizing abortion. How about that? But oh no, 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 no! He knows nothing about science on abortion, but on you know space, on climate, he's great. So the hypocrisy is just dripping. All right, um, but, finally, but George, I will say this: Yeah, the, the, you know my kids are being raised Catholic, and their church is very warm. I think they need to fix the AC at my kids' church. So he's right about that. So if he could fix the AC there, I'd be very happy fighting the warming. All right. Uh, before you uh, do go, uh, you must be thrilled, though. The new $10 bill, a woman on it? 
Oh, where is First of all, Alexander Hamilton is the greatest founding father, save Washington. He ranks right below Washington. And he has a story that the loony lefties are trying to deface our dollar bills should love. He was born an immigrant. His mother was, he was uh, illegitimate. His mother was a single mom. He, you know, had to travel to the United States. And then he, he, he rose to, through, you know, through his own efforts to great political power. He was a politician. So, come on. The left loves government, they love politicians, they love illegitimate kids, they love single moms, and they're ripping him up the bill to make room for somebody else because she's a woman. And when you ask, but who is the woman who can even compare as far as actual accomplishments with the Washingtons and Lincolns and Jeffersons and Hamiltons, the answer is crickets. There is no woman in the history of America who is in the top ten of the most important people who lived in America. So why are we even doing this? Why, why, we, well, you have to have a woman. Why? Oh, well, who is the woman? Well, that's not an answer. Uh, who's the woman you're going to use? Well, they haven't said yet. There's been a lot of talk about Harriet Tubman. I know uh, one of the uh, experts I heard of, uh, two days ago said that he wanted uh, uh, what's Amelia Earhart. I have the perfect solution, George. Yeah. Leave Alexander Hamilton, but tell everyone that he actually identified as an African-American woman. And there you got it. You can just do the Bruce Caitlin Jenner move. Just, but, yeah, but, he he looked like a white guy, but he felt like a black woman on the inside. And so he'll be the first black woman. Yeah, no, but the, the interesting thing is that you know, as we 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 as I disagree with you about gun control, I agree with you about Donald Trump. I disagree with you about the Pope. So it's kind of on off on off. But I mean, the the idea of political correctness now going to the ten dollar bill that you have to have a woman is transparently nonsense. Now the opposite is true for us because we've had women in our bank now since we first had them, uh, as in the uh, Republic yes. and so on. So that's different. <laughs> no, but that's different. But George, I want to ask you I know we're out of time, but what has been the reaction to Ireland to the story of the uh, white college liberal woman who has been living as a black woman for the last 11 years and who now insists that she is, in fact, black? And she says, you know, there are no witnesses to my birth. How do we know that my parents are really my parents? You know, my birth certificate was delayed by six weeks. I mean, there's no. I know we're doing the transgender thing, but how does Ireland feel about the idea of trans-ethnic or transnational? I must say it's not a story that plays over here. No matter how hard you and I to try and make it into a story, nobody gives a hoot. You know, because we kind of... No, because we see America as a fairly odd place and that they... <laughs> you no, know, we do. Like, you have fairly odd sort of... Well, even for, even for our oddity, the white lady pretending to be a black lady then being defended by black organizations... <laughs> This is one of the strangest... It just shows that we have moved to the post-factual era. This is true on climate change, where the facts about actual temperature have become irrelevant, and it's certainly true in America on politics. We are in the post-factual era. Yeah, but, I mean, why would, like... And we have all our newspapers of Washington correspondents, our television as a Washington correspondent, uh, all that sort of stuff. But, no, nah, this... Like, we're we're much more concerned about gun control than we are about loony women thinking... Well, well don't worry black. about the guns because your government will let you have them, and so you'll be doing exactly what they say. But if somebody tried to... Have you ever had anyone in politics try to pass as Irish? I'm serious with this, because you know this, George. 
Everyone wants to be Irish. Everyone in the world. You go to, you know, Chad and pull someone out of the nation of Chad and take them to Ireland, and they're going to try to fake Irish accent. Have you ever had a political figure try to pass? No, no. Our guys and girls, although we have very few girls, uh, our men and women, uh, are, they, we pretty much know what they are. Although some of them trying to pretend that they're smart, but that's the biggest pass <laughs> some of them really have. So listen, uh, we commiserate with each other for the awfulness of the last few days in its different ways. And... Uh, Life will go on, of course, always, but the life for some of these uh, young men and women in Berkeley and for the families of the nine people in Charleston, that will be life-changing and life will never be the same. Michael Graham in Charleston, South Carolina.